Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by AFR Wholesale. AFR specializes in specialized loans. If you're looking for renovation, one-time close, construction to permanent, manufactured housing loans, and much, much more, check out this 2021 AIM sponsor. Not connected yet? Please email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com. Welcome everyone back to another, another exciting episode of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. Um, it, it's it's kind of weird how, how people cross paths in this business that are really close to you. I, I'm just finding out that Colin and I pretty much live in the same city. Didn't even know that, but that's why I love this association. So, but today I'm going to be interviewing uh, a mortgage broker uh, from Nexa Mortgage. His name's Colin Simpson. So, Colin, thanks for thanks for joining us today, man. I'm really excited about this. Oh man, I've, I've been excited for this since I got the the email initially. So, you know, again, like I said, uh, excited to finally get a chance to get to know you and chat with you and find out that we're uh, we're neighbors. So there it is. <laughs> It's, it's crazy how this happens, but you yeah. know, but I will say that's the one cool thing I love about this association because before this association started, before we had all the support, if I would have found out, you know, four years ago, you were down the road for me and you were a broker, I probably would consider you my enemy and I don't know why, but we've <laughs> exactly. yeah. right now. So now, now we're, now we're in the same boat, but I love it. All right. So kind of let's hop right into it, buddy. Um, tell me, tell me about your background. How did you get into this industry? How long have you been with Nexa? Give me the rundown. Man, I, I tell you, my story is such a peculiar one. Um, the industry found me. So um, one of those guys who hardworking guys, man, just a lot of jobs here and there. I went to school originally for social work and mental health. I worked in that industry for about uh, eight to 10 years. Um, and then down the road, had a couple babies, uh, started fatherhood. And so another guy that you, you and I both know, Rocky Lund, great friend of mine. I've known him since I want to say 2002 or three, we played college basketball together. So um, I'm working one night and Rocky calls me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm at work. And at this at this job, I was, um, you know, those big trucks you see on the streets, cleaning the streets with street sweepers. Yeah. I was doing that. I mean, I loved it, still love it. And Rocky's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working. And he's like, you've got an interview Monday morning at United Wholesale Mortgage. Don't be late. And Mark, when I tell you, I knew like I've made it. If I have an interview here, I've made it, you know? So, you know, raising two little girls, I'm like, I'm looking for more, looking for more. And um, lo and behold, I get the interview and knock it out of the park. And then that was the beginning of my, you know, my foray into mortgages. And uh, before that, I didn't even know mortgage had two G's in it. So um, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> a beautiful beginning. Awesome. So, so you're at UWM for a bit. And then mm -hmm. how did you make the transition over to the broker world? So I have to um, thank the pandemic for that, if, if I can, for lack of a better word. Um, I had um, a family member of mine, uh, my cousin and his wife, they own a realty shop in Indianapolis. And they watched me get into mortgages and they were, you know, just kind of coaching me up, you know, this is what we're doing. We're finding some success. And for years, Mark, they'd be like, hey, why don't you move down to Indianapolis and become a realtor with us? And I'm like, no, UWM is pretty cool. I'm <laughs> They got a they got a gym. They got a basketball court. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around for a while, see how this works. And they just they just kept asking. And then um the pandemic hit uh last year and things kind of went haywire. And um I was thinking, you know, there's not a uh well let me let me back up. 
the we had a family reunion right before um, everything went crazy. And they said, well, why don't you um, get your your original license and just close our deals for us and, and work out that way? And uh, once the pandemic hit, I was like, this is there's no better time to kind of reinvent myself, start over, rebrand and become a, an LO. Now, what I'll tell you, Mark, that was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made in my life because I was there in Troy when that building went from 1800 people to the new building and just ballooned. Um, that company helped me out tremendously. And Matt and I developed a, a great relationship and the same thing with all my coworkers and my business partners. So it was a tearful exit. But when I left, Matt gave me his blessing, you know, and he told me if you ever hit choppy waters, you know, you've always got a place to call home. Um, so I left last year. Um, uh, it's a, a great decision and I still connect with my old coworkers and, and old brokers uh, from that network that you mentioned at the beginning of the, the podcast here. So and that's where we are. That's a great story, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love I love how you, you got into it. The mortgage world found you and. And now I know I, I, you're crushing it. So that's that's great. That's a great success story. And you know, a lot of people didn't have the nerve when they when the pandemic hit. I mean, you took a positive out of that and said, you know, I'm I'm going to reinvent myself. I love how you said yeah. that. You know, a lot of people were holding everything close to their vest because they didn't yes. know what was going to happen. So that it takes a lot of guts, and I commend you for that. Thank you, thank you. Now awesome. listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and and make it seem like it was. I was terrified. You know, um, one of my good friends, and uh, this harkens back to when I first started there, and you know, I'm, you're talking to a guy, I'm living in a trailer home in Genesee County, and like I said, raising two little ones. And when I started at UWM, I, I you know, when you first start a place like that, people got to fill you out. And uh, one of my, my, my best friends in the world, now my business partner, I told him, like, listen, man, yeah, I'm in a trailer house. I live up here. This is the situation. I've never made more than 40K a year. And I was, I just thought that was my lot in life. That's what things were going to be like. And I was going to work hard and make sure I provide it. And I remember him saying to this day, he goes, we're going to get you out of that trailer house. And whenever I do my presentations to people, I always share that story with them. When he said that to me, I, A, I didn't believe him. But there was a part of me that was like, this building is too grandiose and that people are doing such great things here for you not to think that this is possible for you. So um, shout out to Ben Sabansky. He's also with Nexa Mortgage. He, you know, he really held my hand and he showed me the ropes and showed me like, hey, you don't need to focus so much here. You've got these kind of talents. Let's maximize these talents. And and since then, my career has blossomed. That's that's awesome, man. That's a great story. Love to hear it. Love to hear how people are using this industry to to catapult them. So, mm -hmm. you know, kudos, kudos to you. So, all right, now let's talk about education here a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. From from your experience, let's let's be honest here. Being on both sides of it, being on the being on the lending side, and and then being on the broker side, mm -hmm. what do you think? What do most clients know or or understand about the process, or what do they misunderstand about the process? That's a good question. Um, it's a how much time we got. We <laughs> <laughs> had a few minutes on this one. <laughs> and, and that's the that's the beauty of the industry is um, uh, when you get to explain something to someone who ha they have no idea of what's uh, ahead of them, what's to come. Fortunately for you and I, we've been there, we've seen it. And I imagine you've been there several times over. You probably got um, houses all over America. So uh, but, <laughs> but the, the, the process. <laughs> The, the process itself, um, what goes into being approved, you've got a, uh, we've got to wade through so much. Well, my cousin said this, or I read this on the internet, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this commercial and being able to sift through that, showing them what's real and what's fake and showing them what's attainable and showing them uh, exactly the steps that we need to take, be it baby steps or larger steps to get to the end goal of closing on a home. So for me, I found that that was my biggest challenge because I initially I want to be a, a, a yes man, yes sir, yes ma'am, um, we can get that done. But this is an industry that requires you to be brutally honest and to put on the table, hey, this is what I need from you. These are the steps that it's going to take. I know that your cousin told you this, but that's not how lending works. And then for me, I've had to find a way to give that to them in a way that they can understand it and not be offended by it also. So that's the biggest challenge and to kind of drill down that question some more. Just, you know, uh, here's a good one. Why Credit Karma may say you have a 720, but your actual score is a 680 or something like that. You know, um, God, you know, I tell them all the time, God bless Credit Karma, but that's just not how it works here in this situation. So, you know, get, um, get getting rid of misnomers and just educating on the entire process and how to get through the situation. Yeah, no, I think that's a big thing about it. I think that's, we're, we're almost like teachers, you know, not to take anything yes. away from teachers. My wife was a teacher. I don't want her killing me, but uh, <laughs> you know, but no, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of our job right here is, is educating people. You know what I mean? And just letting them, I mean, the, in essence, the program and the rate and the cost kind of take care of themselves. I mean, we yes. pretty much know what those are going to be. Now yes. it's, why do I need this? You know, and the, the big thing that I get is some people feel like attacked, like, oh, if they don't want to lend me money, that's fine. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, that's not, exactly. no, you're, you're missing the point. That's not what it's yeah. about. So, and, and I still learn, I personally still learn every day because I produce every day, which is, you know, I always go into it and I tell clients all the time, listen, this is, this is not personal. This is just what we need. <laughs> so how do you deal with, with people like that and, and, and experienced borrowers? I have um, the simplest form of doing that. I'll, I'll break it down to them. I go, listen, you and I are on, on a team together and we're asking um, a lender to loan us $200,000, okay? They're gonna have questions. And regardless of what you may think, hey, I, why did they need, I get that all the time, why do they need this or why did that? that I, I, hear, I hear you and I'll answer that question, but at the end of the day, I need you to understand that we're asking someone to give us hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's a process to go through it and, and at the end of the day, um, they write their own rules and we have to abide by them. Now, um, you're not the first of my clients to ask these kind of questions. So I was expecting them. Here's what I tell all my clients. So if when we get done with that conversation, um, all I want is understanding. I want my clients to have a better understanding of the situation. And now I've not only educated this client, I've created an advocate. So now they can, in essence, go out and tell their family or friends, hey, this guy, Colin Simpson, is going to walk you through everything. You're going to have some questions. He's going he's to help you understand it. And then you're going to be a more well-informed borrower once, once you get done. Because I'm hoping that in that education and closing this loan with this client, who's to say they're not going to buy another home down the road? Right. Who's to say they're not going to want to refinance six months, a year, two years down the road? I, want them to for, I don't want them to forget what it was like working with Colin Simpson. So that's, and that's the the essence of, of what I bring to the table. That's great. That's great. So you got that inexperienced borrowers who, you know, you can kind of more or less talk to a little bit more and, and educate them. How do you deal with like the reluctant borrowers? Um, when you say reluctant in, in what regard, I, I like where they this is going. Give I, you I, I, 
they 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 give you their bank statements and they black out the account numbers and all that stuff how do you because this is this is the fun stuff to me that people yeah. you know like uh, people not in the industry they don't understand yeah. sometimes what we go through which is not a big deal let's be honest here but at the same time you know it's, so how do you deal with someone like that it's it, 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 i like that you brought that up because that's taxing also on our mental health you know you've got to temper your emotions and and like and remember like you said this is a this is a transaction this is a deal um the lender has to have these things so if i've got something that's redacted you know, I'm like, listen, I, 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 I can appreciate you wanting to keep your information to yourself. And because, I mean, think of it this way, Mark, you've got um, identity theft running rampant in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I understand where these folks are coming from. And that's I, I begin with that understanding. I get it. I, I, and I also share personal experiences. I've had my identity stolen before. And it's a scary thing. So you may be dealing with someone who's been in a situation like that. But at the same time, it all circles back to if I'm dealing with someone like that, then chances are we're now asking for 300, 400, 500,000 from this bank. So and I also assure them I have we're, we're we've got the best server around. We're going to make sure your, your documents are safe. Like I, I just try to go that extra mile to let them know that your information is safe with me. I've closed so many clients who've had the same concerns as you have. So you're not the first and you certainly won't be the last, but you got to trust me. I'm going to get the job done because my name is attached to this as well. Yeah, one, 100%. And whenever mm -hmm. these lenders, you know, UWM is a perfect example. Whenever you can use that doc list stuff, you know, as long uh -huh. as it hits, that's, you know, that's another way. And, and I, I propose that to them. If I know I'm sending a loan to UWM I'll, and, and they're reluctant, I'll say, okay, you have this option. You got to pick which one's best for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And that's a great point. You. I give them a lot of the decisions because I, I when I when I bought my first house, it was a situation where my realtor made me feel like I was in total control. If, if there were ever times when him and I were speaking, um, if I started talking, I, I my pet peeve is when people cut me off. You know what I mean? Because I want you to hear my thought process and I want you to I want to hear what you're saying, too. He stopped whatever he was doing and saying to, to let me know that I was being heard. So I need my clients to know, hey, you're being heard here. I'm going to hear what you have to say first and foremost. I'm not listening to respond. I'm listening to understand. And then I find that common ground. Common ground is one of the things that um, it, it helps almost any and every situation out because now you've got someone who this guy's listening to hear what I have to say and he cares about what I'm saying. And then I go back into my, my social work days. There are a lot of emotions tied into these deals. It's not just finances. It's not just numbers and paperwork and documents. There's someone on the other side who has kids who they're buying a house for the first time. Their kids are going to live in that house. There's a legacy being built here. So I need to make sure I cover all bases and, and listening to understand it is one of those things. I love that common ground. Yeah, you're right. Once you can get on that common ground and we probably do that, we just don't, we probably don't rationalize it as much, but mm -hmm. yeah, that common ground, I, that's perfect. So, all right. So, okay. So let's, let's, change that a little bit those are the trials and tribulations we go into with some clients you know what i mean so most i i will say just and maybe i'm just lucky i'm gonna say 95 percent of my clients don't even question me on, yeah. on what i need they just know just get it done um i yeah. had someone tell me the other day i'm a new york girl I, I i get shit done fast so just just tell me what you need i'm like thank you i just want to work right. with yeah. that. <laughs> so okay so let's talk about let's talk about you because you're and 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 this has been something uh, a few few of our guests have said is like talking about authenticity you know what i mean so 
how do you use because people don't go to you because of Nexa, they go to you because you're Colin, right? Yes, sir. So how do you use your authenticity or what is your authenticity that you use? I, you know, I, I was going to try to not give you um, an old WWF reference during this interview, but I got to do it anyway. Um, I don't know if you remember a guy, um, Dusty Rose from WWF, the American Dream. Yeah. He always, he branded himself as the common man. I think he had one of his promos and he had a great mouthpiece. Like the guy gets on the mic and you're like, I can relate to that guy. You know, <laughs> um, my story is I was born in Flint, Michigan. Um, my grandparents moved us to Arkansas. I was raised in Arkansas. I graduated with 25 kids in my senior class. Like that's how small the town was. So you go from Flint to a, you know, country backwoods town that no one can find on a map, then back to Michigan. Like I, I feel like I'm the common man. I'm every man. I've been in almost any situation. Like you can't, you can't put me in a situation to where I can't hop into a conversation, add some value, and work the room a little bit, and and make some friends. So. Um, I show people like whatever situation that you're in, um, if I haven't been there, I've been close to it and I know a little something about it. Um, and to, to, to finish that, that, uh, thread about the American dream, I think he had a, a saying that he said, I've wined and dined with Kings and Queens and I've slept in alleys and, and, and ate on pork and beans. I've done it all. You know, I've, I've been homeless, you know, I've bounced back to buy a house with an in-ground pool in Clarkston. You know what I mean? Like. I've seen it all. So there's there's no person that you can put in front of me, Mark Summers, that I can't build a relationship with and, and quickly. And it's not a situation where I'm forcing anything or it's it's fake. Everything's authentic. When people speak to me, they know like, you know, this guy's got a heart. He cares. This is somebody that I can work with. And this is somebody that I want to work with after this deal closes. This is someone that I want to consider a friend after this deal closes. And I'm going to refer him to my friends and family because he's, he's me, he's you, he's everybody else. So that's, that's the essence of who I am. I'm, you know, my grandparents raised me in the South. I say, yes, ma'am, no, sir, to, to people to this day. And I just, you know, I build rapport wherever I can, because you never know who you're going to need, uh, and, and what kind of assistance and, um, is where you'll find yourself, uh, just going through life. And, and if, by me being who I am, that, that's afforded me to to do things and be places that, you know, the average person would say, I, this guy has no business here. Um, for you see, I'm wearing this Chicago Cubs t uh, shirt. I was on Wrigley Field two weekends ago. I pulled out the uh, American flag before the game. Really? This is like, yes. And this is like, um, it was opening day because they were allowed to have 100% capacity. And so I find myself on Wrigley Field in Chicago and I live in Clarkston, but I'm in Chicago on Wrigley Field during the national anthem, and I'm just giving it to him, just waving his flag with all with all I got, Mark Summers. You know what I mean? And then the next morning I wake up and I'm on the national news because they were like, We'll take you live to Chicago, or we'll take you to Chicago yesterday where the Cubs reopened, and I'm just, you know, just giving it. So <laughs> I it's things like that I would not have had the opportunity to do if I wasn't friendly or outgoing or been able to connect with people on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. I mean, that's our business. We're, we're in the people business, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and that's the one thing that I will, I will go to the grave with is that, you know, once you turn it into like a data machine, almost yeah. like yeah. we, there's no business for us then. That's why we're so important. We'll always be important in this industry because people want to deal with people, you know, and if yeah. you don't, there's, there's a small percentage, but I mean, that's how you get deals done, man. That's, that's awesome. I'm kind of jealous yeah. now. That you're on Wrigley Field, <laughs> but, uh, 
It, it is what it is. So, so with, <laughs> with all this being said, so like, do you use social media to get yourself out there and, and your authenticity? I love social media. Um, what, I will, what, what do I will, you use? What, what do you, what do you mainly use or? I'm on um, Facebook primarily. Um, I have a Twitter account and I have Instagram, but Facebook for me is more um, conducive to uh, the local network. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, I'm from Arkansas, so I still get a chance to connect with my friends and family back home. So coming from that small town, now you got these folks seeing what I'm doing up here in the in the big city. You know what I mean? So Clarkson, uh, Clarkson's I, the big city, yeah. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised when when I first moved back to Michigan in 2002, I moved to Waterford, and I thought Waterford was New York City. And I'm like, there's a McDonald's over here. There's Wendy's right across the street. So I, I thought this, I, I never wanted to leave here. And I still feel that way. I love this area. Um, but, you know, to get back to your question, Facebook, I'm able to, you know, pop in and, and do a, a live video, um, do a check-in and say, folks, hey, I'm out here right now. What do you think about this? Or, hey, you know, have you been to this city? What do you recommend for food? And people will respond. And um, I, I feel like I've built up enough um, capital with my, you know, friends network that they share those videos out and they know that, you know, if Colin Simpson pops some on, on Facebook, it's going to be a fun five to 10 minutes. And there's a good chance I'm going to shout somebody out. So um, because I've grown so accustomed to Facebook and because it's yielded such positive results, I mainly stick with that. But I'm starting to branch out and do some more with Twitter and do some more with LinkedIn and do some more with um, Instagram. Uh, I've started to work with um, not a publicist per se, but a videographer. Um, we've done some things with green screen. Um, and, and just really like anything that you can, that I can do to get in front of a camera and get that microphone on, you know, I'm all about it. And that's, that's kind of where I, I shine a bit. I'm a, I, I, they called me the mouth of the South when I was in, in elementary. So it, it rang true. <laughs> that's, that's the mouth of the mm -hmm. South. I love that. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing about it is some, I mean, obviously if you go to our brokers or better network or, you know, some, some of the other ones that are out there, you'll see a lot of people posting, um, which is great. And then you have these people that I speak to, they're like, ah, I don't post because they're just looking for the right thing to say. And I just tell them, just be you, just be you on it. That's, that's all it is, you know, and mm -hmm. you're, you're, everyone's not going to like you. Let's just be honest here, but just be you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And then it will it, all work itself out. One thing that I have noticed over the years, especially as social media has expanded and really become a big tool for us on the, in the, in the mortgage industry is that a lot of, um, of our counterparts are a little bit older than us. So they may be afraid of technology. And that's the same thing I would say to them, Mark. I'd say, hey, man, just be you. People are not looking for you to be someone else. That person's already taken. You know, be who you are and just show the people what you what you want them to see or tell them what you want them to know. And like you say, some folks aren't going to like it, but some people are. Um, you're, you're not going to, what did Larry Bird say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. By not utilizing social media, you're you're not taking shots. You don't have a chance. And, and that's another thing, you know, I give praise to UWM is that they really impressed upon us uh, the technology aspect of it. Like it's 2021, you know, we're not, this isn't 2005, 2010, um, this is 2021. You know, that's where people are. And another piece is that since the pandemic, where is everyone? Everyone's right. at home. Um, what does everyone have in their phone? 99% of the day, they have their phones in their hand. That's how you reach them. You got to fish where the fish are. 
Love it. Okay, so now this is this is a big one that I go I go back and forth on with you know some of the guys I work with with other members. Do you for your social media, especially? Well, just we'll say it's social media. I know yours is mainly Facebook. Do you have a personal page and a business page, or do you just run everything through one? I do everything through one. Um, okay. I do everything personally um, because I don't want. And and God bless anybody who's using a business page. I I coached that for years. Put your business page up boost this out, you know, get more fishing lines in the water. For me, I know that the people that I want to connect with, they know me from my personal page. I don't do too much uh, outside of the bounds that may get me in trouble with uh, marketing or violating mm -hmm. any rules like that. Um, everything is quick. Everything's fun. I have two, I have two daughters, six and seven. You'll see them um, riding shotgun with me on most everything I do. And because, I mean, at the end of the day, people will get tired of my dumb face, but you're not going to say no to kids. You know what I mean? Right, You're not right. going to say no to two little girls. So um, I, I stick with my personal page. But like I mentioned before, I'm starting to expand out and do more things. And that's why when I was reached out um, to do this with you, I was, it was like the sun came out and started shining on your boy. I was like, Mark Summers want to interview Colin Simpson. I have made it. So um, I, I am reaching out to do more things like that. That's great. Okay. So, so if you, if you're using one, which is fine, you, you know, and just like I said, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in, in any right, of it. Right. I really don't, you know, I, I think it's kind of to each his own uh, what, what you think and what you believe, but if you're going to use one, how do you balance your business versus personal posts per se because I know some people that if the, all they do is post about their their business and stuff like that, I I snooze them. They're gone because yeah, it turns, yeah. you know what I mean. Like there's a balance there. So how do you balance that? Or are you just kind of just kind of you know free willing it? Um, that's a good question. You're right because once you see people doing the same stuff over and over again, you're like, well, I've seen that movie before. You know, there's no need to watch. I know what this person is talking about. So um, I will start off doing something, showing something in my personal life. You know, if it's the girls swimming in the pool in the backyard, it's me riding a bike in my neighborhood while doing like the, I, what is that song? I can't think of the song, but you, you'll see like, um, if, if it'll come to me, I'll bring it up, but I'll, I'll post me riding a bike in my neighborhood, just showing houses and then back to me and just enjoying the day, doing things that I know that everybody else is doing or would like to be doing. And then I'll sneak in, hey, you know, any questions you have for mortgages, you know, I'm here for you anytime or, or if I'm out, if I'm at the uh, Tigers game or Cubs game, I'm, I'm shooting a quick video. Look where I am, you guys. This is what's going on. I'm still working, though. I've got my phone here. Any questions, holler at me. Or I'll just keep it, you know, family oriented. Um, there's not, I, 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 like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. There's nothing wrong or there's never a bad time, really, to pop in and say hello to the people and let them know, hey, I'm doing this today. It's a beautiful day. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And just, you know, shout out to me. Where are you? Are you having a good time? Let us know where you are. Let's all fellowship. And, and that's my biggest thing. I want everybody to stay connected and be connected in fellowship. And that has produced big dividends for me in my business career. Yeah, I think if you use that social media the proper way with the with a good heart and, and intent in it, it's it's yeah. arguably, you know, the most powerful platform out there. But when you use it to be argumentative, when you use it to 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 do certain things, it, it's it's a terrible system. But it's, you're doing it the right way. I mean, not that I'm anyone, but you're doing it the right way. So you do live streams too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All the time. Uh, tell me about these live streams. What do you talk about? 
Um, I, I talk a lot about family in my live streams. Um, I, it started out when I was at UWM, I would like, you know, we have the dance party at three o'clock and you'll hear me still say we, because my heart is with that place. It always will be. Um, I would go live every Thursday and just show people like, this is what I'm doing with my life now. I'm wearing a suit and tie and I'm in this building with all of these people. We've got celebrities popping in and out. We've got a dance party and then people begin to tune in. And then if I miss a week, I have folks say, hey, where's that video today? And I had the light bulb, like people love this stuff. And then, and then Mark, one day I popped out with a microphone and I started interviewing random people at the dance parties. So when I'm going live now, well, I'll, I'll back up a taste. I did a live video last year where I addressed, it was self-deprecating. I addressed that I had um, an epiphany about how I was being a terrible grandson. You know, my grandma raised me, hadn't been talking to her as much as I should have been. And, you know, we finally hung out and we, we met and how it was such a enlightening experience. And I'm like, I felt like I needed to put this video out here because I know I can't be the only one who's not doing the best they can by reaching out to friends. And, and if I could be blunt with you, it was during a time when people started to become divided in the country for whatever reason. And so I'm like, listen, you guys, we're all fighting each other for what reason. We need to all take a break and understand that there's a global pandemic right now. If there's anything that we need right now is each other and working together. And I got a bit emotional in the video and I buttoned the video up and lo and behold, that thing caught fire. 2000 views in about a week and a half time. And then it was shared all across the country. And I didn't plan for that to happen, but it was at that moment where I realized, Colin, you've got people who want to see you and want to hear what you have to say. And to your point, as long as it's authentic and from the heart, as long as you're speaking and you, you're gonna reach somebody. This video isn't for everybody. And then I got messages the next day from all across the country, your video spoke directly to me. I got a, a, a video from a, a guy I went to high school with and he was a cancer survivor. And you know, uh, he sent me an email, a, a message, this, this, you made this video directly for me. And I got that from so many people. And it was at that moment I understood like, this is a major tool for me. And I just gotta continue using it the right way like you mentioned it. Anything can, any tool can be used the wrong way. If I continue to use this the right way and reach people and reach people where they are, it's going to work out for my good. And, and that's what it's done. That's perfect, dude. Yeah, you, you brought it all together just with those live streams and what you do. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what we, we are supposed to do. That's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. So that's great, man. Hey, listen, I got one more question for you. All right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Everything, you know, before, before we, we hop off, everything you've said, I mean, really, really hits home with me. You know what I mean? I think we're on the same page. Hell, we're in the same basically city neighborhood. So <laughs> might as well be on the same page with all this stuff. Yes, we know sir. a lot of the same people. But, uh, you know, I know you, you you switched over to the broker world, you know, being a being an originator during the pandemic. Um, so you're we'll consider you kind of more of the upcoming newer people, which is fine. You know what I mean? And I love new mm -hmm. people coming into this industry because all we're going to do is help more consumers. But what advice you have the floor? What advice would you love to give to the community or something that you just want to say about the community? Anything you want? Well, the first thing is, and, I, and you brought this up when you when we first started chatting, um, we would typically be considered um, competition. Yeah. And what I want people to understand as far as new brokers are concerned, don't come in the industry trying to make waves. That's not what it's about. 
we're all a network. We're all a family. We know the same people in a roundabout way. If you do things the right way, you'll get your slice of the pie without having to step on people's toes or offend people. So reach out for help, be teachable, be coachable, and don't do dirty deeds. Simple as that, you know, um, do things the right way. Um, I, my grandma always says that do things the right way. If you do it the right way and do it in truth, everything else will, will fall into place. I, I, I recommend also get you some structure because once you go on your own, baby, it's mm -hmm. easy to, I'm going to just run to McDonald's real quick. I'll be right back. You know, next thing you know, you at Great Lakes Cross the Mall, you're buying some stuff, you have no business. You know, oh, I'm going to just go out here and shoot some hoops for a little. No, no, sit down, get some structure. I'm in the command center right now. Uh, I have a 50 inch TV, 50 inch screen TV over here. I have no business with that TV in here. Video <laughs> games out here. I keep it unplugged because I don't want to get tempted to use it. But you know, get you some structure, get a daily regimen together, um, and and rely on the teachings that the people who are coaching you or the learnings that you got from where you came from. For for example, UWM. Remember what they taught you. Remember, you know, to be kind. Remember to follow up with your clients, just do things the right way, do it by the book and good things will come back to you. Love it. You know, you, you echoed something I just told my, my oldest son the other day. I was like, if you tell the truth and do the right thing at all times, everything falls into place. It truly does. Mm -hmm. So that's, yep. it, it just removes, removes any opportunity for the, the garbage and the BS to come in. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I love it. You're a man of your word. You're, 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 you put yourself out there. You're, you're who you are. You're not trying to be anyone different than who yourself. I mean, so I really appreciate that Colin and really appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank you. This is a big deal. I got my babies upstairs. I told them, Hey, daddy's going to be on the radio today. Cause they don't know what a podcast is. He's going <laughs> to be on the radio. So they were excited. I'm excited. And, and thank you and your team for reaching out. This is a, a big deal for me and I, I'll never forget this. So thank you. Yeah, no, no, my, my, this is all my pleasure. It's all my team's pleasure. And, uh, you know, now that we know we're right down the street, I'm, I'm definitely going to get together with you sometimes here, bounce some ideas off Looking each other. Forward Looking forward so, to it. Colin, thank you. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, and anywhere else you can download podcasts. Please do me a favor get on there. Please rate our podcast. Please subscribe to it. Leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And Colin, you're a perfect example of that, my man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate All it. Right. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Class Valuation. They are a committed partner to the broker community and are constantly innovating ways to improve your experience, including live appraisal status updates using Fast Track Pro and live turn times by county. Check out your local turn times at fasttrack.classvaluation.com using your appraisal scope username and password to log in. And because Class Valuation is an AIM partner, members can get real-time support through the AIM escalation submission form. Class Valuation works hard to make sure your borrowers make it to the closing table on time. Not connected? Email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com.